With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's editor, not editor, but podcaster, Dave Schofield, coming at you Tuesday night, just a little bit after 9 o'clock. Where else would you rather be if you're a Steelers fan? Lots of stuff to talk about and to talk to me with it, as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going? It is going. Hey, (laughs) we are Tuesday night. We are there. And Afton, no, I am not having any technical difficulties. <laughs> the, the big technical think, difficulties do you think, last do you week think was I Jefferson am? Bartholomew. I was man. saying, do you think Woo. I am Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman? It's like, no, I am good to go tonight. No, the, the problem with Jeff is if he has to restart his computer, it takes like a half an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, and, and he had his computer completely freeze, took forever to restart it. I tell you what, my computer, I shut it down every night. You know how long it takes me to restart my computer? 30 seconds, and it's up and going. <laughs> well, so you know, I, I run into that issue if I forget my work laptop and have to use Alex's old one. Yeah. It takes forever to boot up and go. Um, but my when I have my one from work, it's the same way. 30, 30 seconds, it's up and going. If that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and hey, um, as Kathy said, ah, I missed it. Where'd it go? As Kathy said, hey, five after is practically early. <laughs> it is if your last name, it is if your last name is Schofield. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, well, and I must be honorary Schofields as well because you know, my wife's last name is Schofield now, it has been for almost 20 years. But uh, she's really, uh, if that's the case, then she's uh, way more than that than I am. But uh, that's a whole different story. Rich, today wasn't just uh, off-season, you know, phase. It's now a different phase. Today started phase three of off-season workouts. Better-wise known as, better-wise, otherwise, better known as (laughs) OTAs. You have um, organized team activities is phase three. It started today, Tuesday, May 23rd. You're going to get three weeks of OTAs, then a week of mandatory mini camp, maybe, because last year they didn't even do the last week because they said they got everything done. But this was the first time the whole team 
or most of the whole team was together in a setting with coaches that they could even run drills up to 11 on 11 drills. Rich, this is the like the closest you get other than training camp. Thoughts on anything or anything you heard or saw or with, with stuff today with the Steelers? In case you haven't heard, mm-hmm. Darnell Washington is a very large man. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw one. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I had a very busy day. I have not listened to the interviews yet that, that the players made after after their workout session. I'm really I'm going to dive into them tonight after the show, uh, just because I I, I want to listen to them. But one of the things I did see was a video of you know um, Pickett to Washington on that one. It's like yeah, can get used to that. That's a good one. So uh, it's it's interesting. Anything to take from, from stuff today? Um, I, I, too, have not got to listen to the interviews. I did get to watch just a couple quick clips of some snaps here and there. Um, yeah. Just good to see him back in uniform with the, with you know, and, and out there doing some drills. Just mm-hmm. 17 weeks. You know, just 17 weeks. Yeah, and, and I will tell you, there not everyone was there. Not everyone was there. Uh, some people were saying, oh, not everyone's here. I'm not allowed to say who. And then I saw another beat reporter say who it was. But uh, apparently, I don't know if he's still trying to get out of his pool, um, but apparently one Trent Jordan Watt was he, not there. <laughs> he, he, he sprained his pride. He sprained his pride. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I talked about that on the – um, the week that was podcast, everyone needed to just calm down about that. You know, it was funny. I mean, he took an embarrassing moment of himself and he put it out on social media because it was funny. I mean, have you slipped and fallen in the water before? Yeah, I know I have. I know you have. Um, I don't remember. I don't know about slipping and falling in the water, but you you do remember the up to the basement moment. Oh, and yeah, when, when we you were, yeah. What were we trying? You to do? were you were running to, to to jump off the dock, and you hit a slick spot. Oh, and you said, uh-uh. "Oh, which one are you talking about?" No, 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 no. The time I fell and and that happened, it was raining. Mm-hmm. We were there working on the dock, but remember what had happened was that little oh, that, boat we you're had talking had about that time. <laughs> we were, yeah, I was talking about yeah. that time. That was yeah. the time that I, I mean, wiped out hard on the dock and then bounced mm-hmm. off the dock into the gravel. You know, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I also, I remember the one time when we, you know, we were running and jumping and diving yes. and you ran and you slid and you actually, you, uh, you, you cut your knee open pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember you, uh, you, you got out of the water, went over to the other side of the dock. I'm like, and you're holding your towel up to your face. I'm like, I'm like, Rich, what's wrong? And you're like, look at my leg. And I looked down and because you were got out of the water, it looked much worse. Um, because I'm like, you just had a whole, a whole trail down your leg, but, uh, we, we've been there. Oh, and we have to say it because people don't know that's an inside joke with our family. Uh, when we say it on, on up to the basement moment, it's actually from an episode of the three stooges <laughs> that the three stooges were pretending to be plumbers, uh, to get away from a police officer. And they, and they ran, um, and and they asked, and they said the leak was in the basement. And they asked where the basement was, and Curly goes upstairs. And they said up to the basement, up to the basement. And they ran downstairs, start running around the leak, and Mo just completely wipes out. 
Anytime somebody wipes out, we say they will. So whenever anyone wipes out where their feet just slide out from underneath them, we call it it's an up to the basement. Oh, by the so, way, um, I, I, I had – To the Schofields. Just, just, just on another quick note along those lines, I had two of those episodes this winter falling <laughs> trying to get from my driveway to the garage. Oh, we're just – but when it's yes. ice, you kind of expect it. Just, you know, yeah. wipe, so, wiped out so, hard. Oh, we got onto this topic, and then I had to explain that because this was this was TJ Watt, the pool video, great, 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 funny stuff. Some people flipped out about it, about oh my goodness, why you? Do? I'm like, let the dude skim his pool and take a misstep and fall away, and that's pretty cool. But he was not at OTAs today. Go ahead, Rick. Had he been hurt, we'd have never seen the video. Yeah, exactly. And we, we saw the video. Yeah. He put the video out there because he was okay. Yeah. Because it was just a dumb, mm-hmm. stupid, hey, I tried to stretch and reach a little too far. Whoop, down I go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. It was it was interesting. And and like people said, TJ Watt is not like he's not going to be ready to go. Who knows what was going on? Um, it's I don't think that he's not gonna not be there for the whole time. And chances are if he wasn't there, he told everyone, he he told, you know, the the proper people about where he was and what's going on. Uh, some people were wondering if Alex Highsmith would be there because they're like, oh, is he going to hold in? No, Alex Highsmith was there. He spoke afterwards. I, I, I really, that's the first one I'm going to listen to. That's the first one I'm going to listen to as soon as we're done here tonight. Um, so there was some, some interesting insider information on Monday's Let's Ride from Jeff Hartman uh, that he got that they say it's not a question of, of if, it's just when. And it's not even a question of the of the total amount of what the Steelers deal is going to be with Alex Highsmith. It's more with the structure. They, they, they kind of already have almost all of it in place, and they're just ironing out a couple things. They want him there. He wants to be there. It, it, it's going to be all good. Um, yeah. And, and as Felicia said, TJ's cell phone was more damaged than his body or pride <laughs> um, from all that. But yeah, Alex Heisman, yeah. that's that's some good and exciting stuff. But uh, even with the TJ Watt, that kind of that and and Alex Highsmith and oh, what players are at OTAs, it kind of all feeds into this topic tonight. You you ready to to, to crush into this? Yeah, let's crush. And, and that is, we said Steelers fans need to re- relax when reading the tea leaves. Now, some people might not know what we mean by reading the tea leaves. Another way to say it is you could say looking into the crystal ball. It's trying to see the future. Reading the tea leaves is like you, you look at the leaves in the bottom of your uh, of of your of your teacup and see if it's sending a message. You know, um, try and you know try trying to to figure these kind of things out. And the reason we say we need to kind of relax is. I've heard I've heard some pretty interesting things over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, man, Steelers fans really, really love them some players that they've never seen wear the black and gold before. Almost to to a, to a certain degree. I'll give you an extreme example. Rich, you might have been privy to this one. This one happened yesterday on our Slack channel. So once again, I'm going to throw Andrew Wilbar under the bus. Oh uh, yeah, just, just because, just because I can't because we love Andrew. We really do. And yeah. and I don't know if Andrew still feels the same way. It might have been a knee jerk reaction thing. He was very upset that the Pittsburgh Steelers released running back Master Teague. Yes, and he went so far as to say that he brings more to the table than Jalen Warren. 
just kind of need to relax when you're trying to read the tea leaves there, Andrew. <laughs> that's right. it, that's it, a little bit that's a little bit too much. So yeah. Um no, I'm not saying that, that Master Teague couldn't have been a great player for the Steelers, but they specifically chose to release him ahead of OTAs. I think they have a little bit better idea than what we do. I, I really do. Um, there must have been a, a reason for that. But then to go, the Steelers release him, but he could have been more than Jalen Warren. That's really reading into stuff an awful lot. So, so, so does that make sense? I mean, yes. I liked Master Teague. I thought he was an intriguing person. But I ain't going that far because, you know, we really like Jalen Warren. You're the one who yeah. called Jalen Warren well, I called, uh, being I called that guy Warren. last year at this time. Yeah, I just saw – I can't even call it a regular day of, of camp because we got had the rainstorm, so they were mm-hmm. doing things a little differently. But just seeing that guy the, a little bit, I was like, this guy's going to have a shot. He's got an energy. He's got a – you know, sometimes you, you have a feeling to just look at something and say – that, that somebody say they've got an it factor about them. And Jalen Warren had that. Yeah. And I was not surprised at all when he made, made the team and ended up being the backup to Najee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a great find for the Steelers. And the thing is, they're like, well, master Teague, maybe he could have been, he was in camp last year. Now, granted he got hurt, but he wasn't anywhere on Jalen Warren's level last year before he got hurt. No. So well, that, to me, that's one of the things is like, yeah, sometimes you, you, it's paralysis through analysis. Okay. They, they talk about it with players on the field where you overthink it so much. I, I like to say, I, I've said this in the past, that sometimes the lead up to the Super Bowl being two weeks can make those people breaking it down completely crazy as to what they actually think. I mean, Mike Greenberg's a classic example of this. Oh, you can take yes. you can give Greenberg two weeks and he'll take a team that should be. I mean, let's not go NFL. Let's let, let's do college because you can get more discrepancy there. He'll take a college team that's maybe a 20-point underdog going into a game. And if you give him enough a, a, enough time to have to talk about it, he's going to convince himself that there's no way that team's going to lose. So yeah. sometimes that, that that's kind of what we do. And we see some of these moves that the Steelers are making at the bottom of the roster, and we overemphasize things a little bit about how it could be. Uh, unless it's a pretty big splash signing, like a Larry Ogunjobi was last year. Um, guys that the Steelers are bringing in now, most of them will are not going to be someone who makes the 53. Most of them. Yeah, you get the occasional guy. Like Zach Banner was added partway into training camp, and he ended up making the roster. Didn't dress for a year um, until he actually kept 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 coming on. But um, sometimes we just try to take this a little bit too much. Anything you want to say about that before I dive into a couple more specific examples? Uh, actually, I was gonna I was gonna go with an go. Uh, Give an me example one. a little bit. Okay, so so it's like again. I want to say either trying too hard to read what you want to see, or you think you see in the tea leaves that may or may not be there. Okay. Steelers release a Kello Witherspoon and everybody hops on the, well, they must really like Jerry 
Joey Porter Jr. He's going to have to start. Uh, yeah, that was okay. my next one. <laughs> everybody forget. Did, did everybody forget that Patrick Peterson's on the roster? That Levi Wallace is on the roster. That you know you've got two guys with starting experience that are out there. That Joey Porter Jr. is not just being handed the starting gig game game one, yeah. and people were already jumping to that conclusion. It's like you all were reading into this. Too much. Yes. Especially when you looked at when this back when the Steelers had signed both Witherspoon and Wallace, and you and I talked about this, they had the same contract. The same. They same signed them both breakdown. to the same contract. Yeah. What they did was they got that two-year contract and basically were left to battle it out. One of them would get it, one of them would get cut. Yeah. And Akello Witherspoon hardly played because he was injured. I get that. Yep. And he had some really great plays for the Steelers, but he was also had some pretty bad ones. That, that that sums up his whole NFL career if you talk to people that cover other teams that he was playing with. It was a lot of up and down. But I did see that an awful lot of, well, I guess Joey Porter Jr. is the starter now. I, I have news for you. Akello Witherspoon wasn't the starter. That's right. Akello Witherspoon wasn't the starter. So how did getting rid of him – suddenly put Porter in the starting lineup. So, but Joey Porter Jr., you know, first pick of the second round, any other year would have been the final pick of the first round, but since 2002. By yeah, yeah by, by, by number of selection. So, yeah, there's a lot of hope there. And honestly, I think this doesn't mean that Joey Porter Jr. might see more of the field. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think this actually spoke more to Corey Trice Jr. Could, but, yeah. could Joey Porter Jr. be the starter day one? Absolutely. Yes, if he goes into camp and wins the position. Yeah. But we were reading too much into the, well, they must really like Joey Porter Jr. and he's going to be the starter. And it's that, yeah, pump the yeah. brakes a second. Let's look at those tea leaves again and see what might really yeah. be there. Yeah, and like I said, I think it spoke more to Corey Trice Jr., not just him as a player, but probably his health. The Steelers had rookie minicamp. They were able to see him actually run through some more drills health-wise and said, you know what? We do have enough healthy bodies, even with Arthur Millette asking to go, and, and, and felt confident that that was going to be a good move for them. And there, I can't remember who. Was it Shannon? Somebody is still saying, you know, you could take what you saved from cutting a Keller Witherspoon. You could bring back William Jackson III on a really cheap deal. And since you never got to really see him last year, I don't know if he's interested, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out either. So now all of a sudden, if the Steelers went out and, and, and brought back William Jackson III on a cheap deal, does that suddenly mean that now Joey Porter is never going to see the field? Right. No, that's reading too much no. of the tea leaves again. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's this is what we do this time of year. We've got tons of time until training camp. So that's part of it. I'm going to bring up another one uh, because F Felicia put this out there. Hey, Felicia. Hey, um, Felicia. I, I actually had someone criticize that we end our Steelers preview with the hey from Felicia, but it's our tradition. She said, CA3 never wore his jersey or a snap on the on the game day field, including preseason. And Steelers fans are hyped, like two-year vet when he's still wearing his rookie scent. 
I I see Steelers. I think she's right, but I think Steelers Nation is really divided with Calvin Austin the third, and the truth is in the middle. There are people that are still super hyped on him. Oh man, here he comes back. I'm probably if I had to fit more into more one category than the other, I'm probably on that one. Oh, it's like they have an extra fourth round pick. He's coming back. Calvin Austin third. He's already their answer. He's going to be the number three. He's going to be the number three. He's going to go in the slot. He's going to do all these crazy things. But then you also have other Steelers fans like, hey, he couldn't get on the field. It was all his rookie year. The Steelers shouldn't even count on him. He might not even make the roster. Oh, he's just another SunQuest Golston. Um, that's the end of it. You know, he's he, he's done. They he he's at the bottom of the depth chart. The, don't even consider him. Neither one of those is right. No, neither one. You're neither right. one of them is it, right. It, it goes into what I tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the work I do at the college, you know, I, I deal with the student conduct, and I explain mm -hmm. to students that get sent in to see me, so that they understand how it is that I work. Okay, it's like I get a, you know, I tell students I get a report. If those of you on Facebook watching live, you can see I'm putting up, putting my hand out here and say I get a report. Over here, I get what students tell me goes on. What mm -hmm. do I know? I know the truth is somewhere between somewhere those two. Yes. The closer those those two things are together, the easier my job is. Right? But yeah. I know it somewhere in between the two is the real story. You know, it's the same thing with what you just said. There's what this person says on this extreme. There's what somebody says on the other extreme. And we know that it's that really the real answer is going to be somewhere in between the two yeah and I, I still think it's exciting to see what calvin austin the third can do but i'm not going i'm not going in into the season with an expectation that he has to be a big contributor right yeah which is probably the better place to be and i'm not just sitting there saying i'm right about it no that's not the case i get too hyped over certain things and i and i push down the hype to me i I'd, I'd rather push down the hype and then be pleasantly surprised like last year, right after Kenny Pickett was drafted, I was between Jeff Bryan and I, but we went on. I'm like, I could see him getting on the field early. You don't see it as a redshirt season? No, I don't see it as a redshirt season. Within weeks, those guys were convinced that he was going to start week one. I'm like, you both wanted to redshirt him on draft nights, and now you're convinced he started week one. You know where I sat? I sat on draft night. Hey, he could get on the field in the first half of the season. And you know where I sat going into the season? You know what? He's not going to be the starter right away, but he could get on the field the first half of the season. I, I'll, I'll say it again. I thought he was going to be the number three, third quarterback for the first couple of weeks because I thought they would they wouldn't want him to have to come in in an emergency situation due to an injury, take a couple of weeks and let Rudolph be the guy that's dressed, then move KP. I still think that's what Tom wanted to do, except AR2 wanted to be able to sell number eight jerseys because he has to wear them in order yep. to sell them. Um, and then but by a few weeks into the season, it might be ready for him to step in. And that's what happened. But the thing was, I didn't it, – it's not that being I'm, – because I'm, I'm still not saying I'm right. I thought it might have even been the bye week. So – but it really depended on how the Steelers were doing. But it, it's all about – sometimes we get overhyped with the shiny new thing. Someone said that in the, in the live chat about a shiny new toy, and I thought that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I got another one. I got another one I really want to bring up. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. Yeah, and then we're going to come back and get a little bit into my wheelhouse. We're going to go offensive line, particularly offensive tackle. Uh, when we come back. So if you're with us here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 
We're going to be gone a couple seconds. If you're with us on the podcast side, uh, stick around after these messages. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back at this. This is the Scobro Show. I'm still Dave Schofield. Big Bro Sco is still here, except when he's not, and it happens to be that he's here. It's not very. I keep saying that because it's fun, but it's not very often that you're not here. It, it's that, not very. It's often really not. <laughs> I think I said that one week after you missed one week in there. Yes, I, <laughs> and, I, and then that's know, been it ever since. I had something. So, it was it was last fall when I when you know I did, Renee and I took a trip for the week and you know I missed a week and yes, Kyle you filled in week. for me. I think that wasn't it. Did Kyle? Oh, I, I, I can't remember. I know Kyle and did at one point. Then you, then you, did. you know. Oh, and because remember we had Daniel J. He was the honorary Scobro for a while. For, uh, for he fills show. in for you. Well, he filled in for you too, because I remember. Yeah. yeah, because people said, you know, minus the sunglasses, um, that uh, you you guys could almost pass for each other. I'm like, maybe on the podcast side, yeah, I can see that wearing similar hats and and all that. What's, what's hilarious is. People don't see it here because I don't do it for the podcast. What do I always have on that I'm either wearing or are sitting right up here? Sunglasses. sunglasses. I always <laughs> have sunglasses. Well, you've got to wear the sunglasses the games in order for the Steelers to win, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So and keep them on, even though, even when it's cloudy out. Yeah. So I, I'm going to do some. Sherry, Sherry was the first one to kind of bring this up because I, I said that I was going into the offensive line. I've seen a couple comments. This is this is some comments on articles at uh, behindthesteelcurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. And a couple people made this. I heard the same phrase more than once, and it kind of it kind of kind of just gets me another thing of like, man, you're really reading the tea leaves too much. And the and the phrase was, now that Dan Moore is no longer a starter, I don't know about you. That's jumping a gun a little bit in a, in a couple different areas. In a couple different areas. Okay, Dan Moore has started for the Steelers the last two seasons. He's missed one game. He missed zero snaps last year. Was he good enough 
No. Can he get better? Yes. <laughs> so there we go. It's Dan Steelers, Daniel J. Yeah, Thanks, sunglasses Dan. inside is a trend returning. There you go, Daniel. Um, does he? I mean, he showed up heavier but leaner to OTAs today. That that was noted uh, by some Steelers beat reporters. I can't. I don't know exactly which one said it. That he was heavier, but he that was something uh, that he was working on. Now. When people say Dan Moore's still starting, there's then they make an assumption that you're talking about left tackle, which might not be the case. So, so first I'll go with this. Which 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 approach you want to take first? You want to take the Chooks and Core Four approach, or you want to take the Broderick Jones approach? I don't care. Okay, just we'll go Broderick Jones. Okay, okay. Not this past week, but the week before. On I'm pretty sure it was the week before. On Jeffrey's cutting room floor, he did a great job talking about. Uh, it might even been the week before that. About talking about the offensive line of Broderick Jones. Love that the Steelers trade up for Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones has the physical attributes to be an elite left tackle in the NFL. There's someone who likes to comment on the articles at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. That talked ahead of the draft about how left tackle was so important that it's such an important position in the NFL, and that the Steelers, if they had an opportunity for a left tackle, they should definitely do that over a cornerback or anything like that. While I agreed, I, it still depended on exactly on how the draft fell. I will still say this. When you talk about the importance of that position, getting somebody that's really great is hard to find. You either have to draft towards the top of the draft or you really have to find a diamond in the rough. The Steelers have generally taken the diamond in the rough approach. And that's what they still had. And I mean, Chusa Corfor was a third round draft pick. Dan Moore Jr., fourth round draft pick. To me, if you're going to find that great of a player, that's still that's a diamond in the rough for that position at that point of the draft. So two years ago, when Christian Derisaw was falling and landed one spot before the Steelers and went to Minnesota, if he wouldn't have been drafted there. I'd have been furious if the Steelers drafted Najee Harris. Yes. Okay. Because just look at what that guy's done in two years too. And he yes. missed some time due to injury. That's the kind of player that you want. The Steelers traded up three spots because they saw what Broderick Jones could be. But there was something that Jeffrey Benedict said in his podcast that sometimes Steelers fans need to remember this. Broderick Jones has all the physical attributes to be an elite NFL left tackle. If that's the case, why was he still there at 14? Why was he there at 14? Inexperience. Correct. He's also quite young and raw. A little, little less experience, so yes. a little more raw. We have we have to continue his development to get him to that elite left tackle status. He has everything he needs. You know, all, all all the puzzle pieces are there, but we still got to yeah. put the puzzle together. Yeah, yeah, and versus and, and, versus, yeah. Der, ver, versus Derisau, who when he was there, you know, you might have had, you know, if you mm -hmm. had a hundred piece puzzle, you might have had ninety eight pieces already together. Yeah, but there was some there was some questions with him. That's why he was still there. At, yes. at, it was twenty three, right? Because Najee Harris went twenty four. So that, and, and that was the thing there, there's if a tackle 
is still there at that point, then there's something that's not exactly the, the, the teams aren't exactly sure with. And with, and with Broderick Jones, or though I heard Nick Fairball calling him Broderick Jones, I'm assuming it's Broderick until I hear him, him say it different. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, It'll, but, it, 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 but I know it's not DeMonte Kazi. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey. Um, that, the, the thing was, if he was NFL ready, meaning if he wasn't a player that might take some time, might take some time to get acclimated, he would have been a top three pick. That's how good he is and the, the attributes that he has. So you have that, to ask. That, so, that's uh, how yeah. physically gifted he is. Yes. What it is is, is the, I don't want to say, the the... We don't know that it's that he's re, he hasn't reached his full football potential yet. But you think that if he can reach that full football potential, that the physical attributes that he has will make him elite. Yes. Here, Steelers Freak says needs polishing. All the draft picks have that in common. Yeah, most do. Well, it's kind of like when you talk cornerback. They're like, oh, the Steelers with their drafting of cornerbacks, blah, blah, blah. Cornerbacks, a lot of that times depend on uh, – KT Smith talked about this in the past. It depends on the system. There are some cornerbacks that are so good, it doesn't matter what the system is. Those Bye guys go with the – Sorry, Felicia's yeah. leaving. Bye, okay. Felicia. Oh. Um, but, but, but those cornerbacks go in, in the top five to eight picks, depending on the year of everything else going on. So that's why. So, but most players need polishing and like, and like captain underpants. Yes. I saw your earlier comment. We can resume that conversation another time said it's like, do we have the right coaches for him to become elite? I like the Steelers offensive line coach. I like Pat Meyer. I, I, I like how things came along last, last year. So I'm hoping that that, I mean, that's still reading the tea leaves. I'm hopeful, but I, but uh, but that's the other thing. So does this mean that Broderick Jones is going to be ready to step in and start week one? I wouldn't write it in ink. I wouldn't write it in ink. But I'm not writing it. I'm not writing him on um, as a reserve in ink either because there's a lot that he can learn and develop through training camp. And the question's going to be is how fast does he pick it up? Last year, all the Steelers offensive linemen, the new guys, the old guys were picking up Pat Meyer's system and the difference there and the different philosophy in offensive line. It didn't matter who you had. They all were going to do it. Now you got guys that have been there for a year. So how quickly does Broderick Jones pick up Pat Meyer's stuff? And does he fix some of these things from college that he could get by with just because he was so darn good that now in the NFL, you need to tweak some of these things because you're, you're, you're going up against the best of the best. So I'm not ready to say that he's going to start week one, but also here's the other thing with Steelers fans. Don't read into this too much. If he, with the tea leaves, if he does start week one, expect growing pains. Do you really want him going out there week one and then ha- and struggling? And then people saying, bring back Dan Moore. You know, there's going to be people that say that or, or, or some, oh, you got to, oh, why did they even bother? No, it's going to take time. The question is, and this is what they're going to have to determine throughout training camp is the best way for Broderick Jones to learn and get to that level 
by continuing to work in practice and being there in a reserve role or by getting out on the field and having to take his lumps. That's going to be the ultimate decision. Don't you agree? Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to go to, to another thing. I'm going to bring Steeler Freak back up again. Okay. Okay. After throwing Green in there as a rookie, they may be gun shy. They didn't have a choice. <laughs> that was that crazy well, cap drop I, I, here. Yeah. yeah, and I also yeah. don't think that there's anything about being gun shy. Yeah. The person that's going to start is going to be the person that's shown the coaching staff through training camp and through the preseason that they're the person that should be getting yeah. snap number one on the season. Yeah. Okay. But I don't disagree that, with what he said. I don't disagree no. with what he said at all. You know, you can be like, you know, do we really want to? Because look, what would Kendrick Green possibly be if he didn't play center for at least the first half of that year or at all that year? We still might be talking about him being the next guy that's still in development. But that's not what happened. Yeah. So I would much rather have a third round pick that you had to use for a year as a stopgap when you couldn't go out and do stuff because of the crazy salary cap stuff and him never play again out of a third round pick than to put a first round pick out there too soon then have things happen and and not develop in the way. Because Krenger Green's a cautionary tale. Who knows if he would have been able to develop more by getting by being more prepared mentally and all those other things and understanding what he had to do at the center position at the NFL level before having to go out there and start a week one. Absolutely. So that that's 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 the questions you want to ask yourself. I want to see Broderick Jones. I want to see what he can do. I'm really excited about the preseason. But I'm also I also understand if the Steelers like you know, we have a pretty good situation. We can ease him into stuff to make him to 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 make him raise ultimately get to a higher level in his career than what he would be now. You know, that that that's just kind of that's the Broderick Jones angle. So I'm pulling for him. I want to see him do well, but he doesn't have to be that guy. Just you know, don't be because the Steelers traded up for him, he's got to play right away. No, but if he, I mean, if he comes in a training camp in the preseason and just utterly dominates, get him out there. That's what you, that's why you drafted him. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then it's just, hey, we drafted him there. We're getting everything we thought and then some. Then you go ahead and you do it. But the thing is, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't have, unless, unless there's an injury problem somewhere, right. you don't have to do it. But let's remind everyone of something else. Yep. If you he does the other side now. Well, no, I will. I will. This is just just, just a little gentle reminder, okay? I'm thinking of another player that the Steelers traded up for in the first round and that the Steelers didn't throw into the fire their first season. And Steeler fans thought it was an absolute waste. The Steelers traded all the way up to 16 to take this guy, and he can't even start a game his rookie year. Tell that to his gold jacket. Yes. Okay. Because that was Troy Palomalo in 2003. Okay. He didn't start a game. He was out there in sub packages, things like that. They really did not throw, they traded up for him, but they didn't throw him into the fire. And Steelers fans, his first year, wanted to throw out the B word. And now he is a bust because his bust is in Canton. <laughs> right? Right. So yeah. 
just remember, even though they traded up for him, it doesn't have to go that way. And my goodness, could you imagine if Troy Polamalu got thrown out there? I mean, maybe he could have handled it his rookie year. Maybe he could have, but he didn't have to. And look at the magic that happened in the next couple seasons. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you yeah. can't. Could the Steelers put him out there and everything turned out the same? Maybe. But being able to look back, can you really fault for the way they that it played out? No, because no. it played out so, <laughs> so awesomely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, let's move to the other side because I still have one more of these yep. about the about the Tealers I want to bring up. Um, so the other side is is you look at Truks of Corfor. We're not gonna spend much time there. And I know Wes said this much earlier. He asked a question. He said, Didn't Dan Moore? Uh, I probably won't say it the same way West did. Maybe, may, maybe I'll say it a little bit more gentle. Didn't really. he struggle on the right side? He was a rookie. Okay, I have a feeling after two years in the NFL, if Dan Moore had to switch sides, it would be much easier now than what you saw from him as a rookie. Yep, uh, being out there, and to me, that was almost as much as. I didn't think Chooks played well on the left. I didn't think Moore played as well on the right. So they said, well, why are we trying to force this? Switch him back. And yeah, and if Dan Moore Jr. does not play well on the right side and Broderick Jones is ready to go, the Dan Moore Jr. is not going to play. But I'll, I'll, I'll make my bold statement, and I'll continue to say it. Since the bye week last year, Dan Moore Jr. was better than Chooks for. And if you actually look at their PFF scores, not that I always think that they're right, but this one kind of passed my test. People didn't like Dan Warren Jr., but if you look at him over the second half of the season last year, he was actually the Steelers' highest-rated lineman. He struggled early and got better. And, and still, not, Like I said, still not good enough to not be above replacement. Upgraded, and, but yeah. And a very small point that was made in KT Smith's yeah. article on the web on Behind the Steel Curtain today was that Dan Moore Jr. is actually a phenomenal run blocker. Yeah. Which would put him better on the right side, you know. And I think Truce and Corfor is a better pass right. blocker, but they right. haven't. So this is this is one yeah. where where we, we drafted the left hat. Oh, yeah, we drafted Roderick Jones, and everybody said, well, you know, no more Dan Moore. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't read too much into those tea leaves. Don't read too much into them. Yes, we have more options on the line now. But they're yeah. right now, just that. Nothing's done. I, I just look. Done, yeah. Stone, not there. Just hold on. I just look from two years ago and look at how everything was upgraded. So, I mean, so much so now that you're like, there's three tackles. Only two of them are going to start. Competition's only going to make them better. It really is. Uh, John Stevens said something pretty interesting here. He says, I want the best line in front of Pickett that money can buy. I don't want to see him getting killed by a defensive player like in the Ravens game. I agree. And that was ultimately, that was the problem with Kevin Dotson, who had some of the best games on the offensive line for the Steelers while still also having some of the worst, just not having the consistency there. And hence why the Steelers go out and they upgrade. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. And and whether it's Dan Moore Jr. developing, 
starting off the year at left tackle, whether it's Broderick Jones thrown, you know, I don't want to say thrown at the fire, but but winning the job right away. I feel better about a really good starting or starting a really good strong left guard, whether it's Sam Malo or whether him and Daniels flip. I don't think they're going to flip, but maybe they do. I don't know. Um, and and I, th- I think that's something really, really good to to, to look at. So, anything else you want to say about that? Or I was go th- I was go throw another one out nope. there. Go go throw your throw the last one you got out there. Okay, because the last one I have is actually from the other end of the spectrum. And it's something we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, how Steelers fans have changed their perception of what's the strongest and weakest position groups. And like I said, inside linebacker was the weakest position group voted on by a mile. That's not because I feel that they got weaker. It's because I felt the other ones that were weak ended up getting stronger. So it was the more obvious choice. But one of the but one of those things, like offensive line went from one of the most concerning from last year to one of the least concerning at this point, where safety went in the other direction. It was one of the most, you know, well, sorry, not the most, one of the one of the least concerning from the 2022 season to one of the most concerning going into 2023. And the only thing that changed was Terrell Wedmans. Now I liked Terrell Edmonds. I always liked Terrell Edmonds. Yep. I did articles about what you know. What if what if him and Mason Rudolph were switched in where they were drafted, where it was Rudolph was the first round pick, and Edmonds was early in the third round. I don't think he would have made it that 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 far, but just the perception of everything. So I always felt that you know it wasn't his fault he was drafted in the first round, and I look at what he brought. And now Steelers fans who were down on him a bunch, now they feel like the safety position is really in trouble. And the only thing that the Steelers are missing from last year is Terrell Edmonds. I mean, they added Keanu Neal, but based on that switch out, Steelers fans are really concerned about that. And my question is, should they be? I I, I mean, I can see being concerned but I don't know if it's concerning as some people are making it out to like the Steelers can't go into this season yes, with this we, safety. We suddenly group. went yeah. right. We suddenly went to the sky is falling. Yes. And um for me personally, that was tough to swallow because I'd seen through the years a lot of Terrell Edmund critics, and I was always an Edmonds fan because I spent time looking at his play at the little not at the at the little things he did in his game that weren't flashy, that didn't catch a lot of attention, that made the Steelers secondary good. Yeah. Um no splash, but that's who no he was. No splash, but you know, he, he helped cover up some flaws. So to, to me, uh, you know, I was sad to see him go. But when everybody then suddenly went to the sky is falling, I was like, wait a minute. You people weren't that big on this guy. And the only, you know, you, the only reason most of you were happy we had him on the roster last year is because we got him so cheap. Yeah. Um. So, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I was, to put it kindly, I was just kind of lost in terms of just, 
that the I'll, I'll call it the swing feelings that were had on Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. Um, well, now, yeah. I, I I I thought Terrell Edmonds was a big loss, but based on KZ and the signing of Neil and everything else, and the fact that you know Minka's still going to be sitting back there, you know, not as concerned about safety as apparently a lot of other people were. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the live chat that are not concerned about safety, and I, 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 I get you there because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some little ideas out here. They're not concerned. That's because they're here every week and listen to our show. And we make sense. <laughs> well, Terrell Edmonds, he was a complimentary piece. He was very complimentary to Minka Fitzpatrick, and I've seen other Steelers fans saying, "Oh, well, the Steelers really need." They need that Terrell Edmonds type safety. They don't have that. That's not who Keanu Neal is. That's not who DeMonte KZ is. What are they going to do? How are they going to do this with their defense? And my thing is, if they wanted a Terrell Edmonds like safety, they would have they would have put up a little bit more money and got Terrell Edmonds. If that's what they wanted, he left so cheap that he could have come back cheap, and the Steelers. Didn't do it. Maybe he just wanted some a, a new scenery, show what he could do. I get that as well. But if it was that important, the Steelers could have ponied up a little bit more money. So my thing is, do the Steelers want another Terrell Edmonds type of safety? Or were the Steelers only doing what they did in the secondary because they had a Terrell Edmonds type safety? Did it and it worked really well. They had all those interceptions, everything else. So you assume that it was great. But did it, was it that Terrell Edmonds was the right piece to do what the Steelers wanted to do? Or was it the Steelers did what they had to do because they had Terrell Edmonds and they really want to do something different? I don't know if that's true, but I think it's an interesting question. Yes, because let, let me put another question, the interesting type question out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is, is who does Mika Fitzpatrick want to be? Yeah. Because if Mika Fitzpatrick thinks, you know, maybe he's hit a point in his career where he's looking at it and he's saying, you know what? I'm right in smack dab in the prime of my career. And maybe I'd like to be a little more Troy Palomalu. Right? Yeah. Well, if you wanted to be more Troy Palomalu, you know what you need? You need you need your Ryan Clark. Rhythm. You need your Ryan Clark. Okay. Terrell I don't Edmonds think Terrell was Edmonds not, was, well, he was, was not, not Ryan, Ryan Clark. Clark. No. Yeah. The Monte KZ's more Ryan Clark. Yeah. So that makes me wonder if there's not some thoughts and things that they're wanting to do where it's like, you know, we can do things differently with some different guys. Here. Again, I don't know, but to me, it was, it was not the sky is falling scenario that apparently some folks thought it was. To me, it's all about what are you going to do? What, what do you want to do? I mean, it's, it really, I hate to say it, but it really is this. If you have red paint, you paint your barn red. That's, yeah. that's really true. If you have Terrell Edmonds as your second best safety behind Minka Fitzpatrick, then you play it a certain way. 
If DeMonte KZ ends up being your second best safety, that's a whole different story. And who knows if the Steelers secondary would have looked very different throughout the season from the very beginning if KZ wouldn't have been injured uh, in the final preseason game and missed the first half of the season. Right. So, so my thing is, Hold on, did, did Terrell Edmonds allow – oh, is it, is it that one? Go ahead, bring it up, because I think yeah. I might have been getting ready to say this. Right, did so. Terrell Edmonds allow Minka to be Minka, or is there more of what Minka wants to be to be Minka? Exactly, and, yeah. and that's kind of what I'm saying there, CD. I'm not saying that we're trying to turn Minka into Troy. What I'm saying is Minka sees the opportunity to potentially do some different things would he be able to do those different things on the field playing next to Terrell Edmonds? Mm -hmm. And maybe they look at it and says, no, we can free him up to do some other things on the yeah. field playing him next to DeMonte KZ. And guess what? We're going to have to tune in and watch in 2023 to see if it works out better or worse. Yeah. Some might think it's better. Some might think it's worse, but it doesn't have to just be in one. It doesn't have to be one it, way. And that was our point with reading the tea leaves. And it may not be better or worse. It just may be different. Yeah. Um. Here. And then Pedro, uh, I'll mess up the last day. Pedro said he got suspended. Correct. But that's not the whole story. He got suspended while he was on IR. He was not coming back from a broken forearm before the bye week. But what happened is while he was suspended, you're like, he didn't actually miss games he would have been able to play in. You're like, well, is that really a suspension? He lost his pay. He lost yeah. his pay during that time. So, yes, he was suspended, but I don't know that he might have been able to come back in another week or two, but there was no way he was going to come back before that suspension was happening. Um, so so they, they overlapped is the best way to say it. And we'll never know exactly yep. what it was. So, um, yeah. So that's some that's some interesting stuff there, Rich. I I think we kind of hit on some of the, the the main things we were want to talk about. Yes, I I, th I think so. Yeah. Um, so we because we brought up so many different topics about saying just relax, just relax, not reading into it. Which one are we going to choose for our big question here at the end? I know that's what I was wondering too. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know what? I, I, I've, uh, I've got one. Okay. Because, you get one. Okay. Now, you know what I'm going to be doing here? I'm going to be asking our live chat to actually try to read the tea leaves, read the tea. Okay. okay. This one, we want you to read the tea leaves. They're going to do it. it. Relax, take yes. a deep breath and try to say, let's not go too extreme one way or the other. And let's try to see if we can find out Somewhere more in the middle where, where there's a good chance it could be. Go ahead. Okay. Now, what what I'm doing is, and because I'm not going to, because I'm not going to let us knee jerk to what everybody likes to knee jerk to, which is who starts the season. No, mm -hmm. we're going to look further. Okay. So I'm looking at, you know, let, let's say we get to, oh, you know what? Let's go all the way out to say either. Sunday night against the Jags or the following Thursday against the Titans. So we're going out Sunday afternoon against the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. End of, end of October, last week, of October, first week of November. Okay. Two things looking for here. Reading the tea leaves. Who do we see 
at that midseason point as our starting left tackle and our starting right tackle. So it's going to be who are your two tackles? And that, and just separate them with a comma. Go left, yep. then right. You, yes. So so you're saying there. So I thought you might say after the bye, which is week seven. You want to go uh, even just a little bit further. Yes. Okay. I'm 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 gonna go a little bit. I'm gonna say by that time. We're yeah. looking at Broderick Jones at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think he'll start there the season, and he could even come in and get some right tackle snaps at some point. I think it's going to be Broderick Jones, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to take a flyer. I really want to see him take a step. Then I'm going to say Dan Moore Jr. I know that's going to upset people because you're paying Chooks a quarter for, but you got to have the best guys on the field. That's what I'm going to say. Remember, don't answer yet till I put the question oh, got, out there. Oh, 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 people forgot. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Oh, there's Tyler <laughs> out there busting on Aspen. <laughs> so we got it. Uh, what about you, Rich? What do you think? So, okay. Um, I mean, you, you know have what? three names. It's just, I mean, unless you think you're going to throw in another one. Yeah. So we, we got to get going because um, people, people, yeah. I didn't lay out the rules for I'm everyone going, again. I'm going, I'm going with <laughs> Jones, and I too am going to go with more because I just think that the Steelers will be looking too much at the run game and think he brings too much to the run game blocking. Um, to potentially hold him back. So, yeah. all right, put so it out we're, there. We're going to go. We're going to go to start week ten because that would be just past the midpoint of the of the season. Um, and the Steelers would have already had their bye. So, yeah, wow, wow, people were ready. George goes Jones and Chooks. I could see that. CD says Jones and Chooks. Thomas Riley says Jones and Moore. Great one hundred three says Jones and Okorafor. Uh, then it jumped on me. Okay. Uh, Captain Underpants says Jones and more. So see, even people are saying, maybe you should hold the film by saying Dan Moore Jr. is not a starter again. Um, it, it could happen. Um, Demetrio says Jones and Chooks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm waiting for someone else to not say Jones, but I think I think a lot of people are saying Jones because I think at that point of the season is going to happen. Maybe we should have gone a little bit sooner. But uh, that's okay. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I was just wondering. Part of what I was wanting to see is this. Every I'm, I'm kind of wanting to see this. Everybody think he's the physical freak. I think he is. Yeah, because that's why so, I put it. There. So I think honestly, we kind of assumed everyone's going to say Jones. We were really we could have just asked just right tackle, but we, we thought should've. we'd throw in and let you say left in case you wanted to have a little bit more freedom. So here we go. Still dog eighty eight. He says Jones and more. Afton says um, says Brojo <laughs> Brojo. I like that one. And more. Um, see. Uh, Wes says Jones and more. Uh, <laughs> people would say they're there. John Funker, I got to make sure that's when I got to stop and make sure I say it right. He says Jones and Chooks. Tyler W says Jones and Chooks. See, now I wouldn't be upset if it was Chooks either because that means he's playing well. I, I want to see right. tackles playing well. Okay, here we go. Kathy says more and Jones. I like your outside the box I thinking, did. Kathy. See, saying I, I was, you I were was just going to hold I, on to that. You wouldn't see someone was going to say that. anything. I wasn't going to say anything, but that's the one I was waiting to see if we heard as well. Yeah, to me, I think at some point you're going to want to have Broderick Jones at left tackle because he is your future. But the question is, at what point? It might not even be in year one, but it, I, I think it it could be, should be, but maybe not. Okay, uh, Richard. Adamson says he says more right and Jones. He gave it the wrong order. That's okay, but it's Jones. It was Jones and more. At least he um, labeled it. 
Yes. Thank you for labeling it just to make sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Just a little more. Uh, uh, Sherry says, um, I, there was a long answer in there, so I'm not bringing that one up, uh, just because I can't sort through it. Uh, Sherry says Jones left more right. Um, uh, Daniel J state of the Steelers says Jones and Chooks. Uh, Jennifer says Jones and Chooks. Um, uh, John says more in Jones. I'm assuming that he meant left and right, but maybe he yep. got those switched. Um, uh, Kari, Kari, Kari. I think it's Kari. I'm, I'm probably wrong. Um, says Jones and Chooks. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sorry. I just uh, Steelers freak thinks that uh, uh, Darnell Washington is going to be going the Larry Brown route. Oh, well, it wouldn't you be. Know. Do you know that in a few years, Bruce from Tina? A little light for a tackle, but you could add that on. Um, Okay. It's funny because Tyler wants to know what everyone decided Moore was good. You must not have been here for that part of the show there, Tyler. When I explained, Moore was not as bad in the second half of the season as what people made it out to be. They just saw bad play early and assumed that's what it was because they didn't watch him all the time. So, yeah. Uh... Oh, I'm going to bring this up because it, it talks. It's not the exact answer, but I think it's an interesting thing to say. Hot take. I think Moore has 100% of the snaps at the end of the season. I think he starts at left tackle and then slides at the bye. Okay. I can see that. Um, Pittsburgh wanted to know, isn't Jones exclusively a left tackle? No, he's not. He talked about that he had to know both of them at Georgia and practice both of them yes. in order to, because of – what they wanted to do with the position. Um, if, if it's one of those things, it's kind of like when Marquise Pouncey was ready to play tackle at one point, because he was going to be their next best option out there because the backup at center would have been better than the next option. They had a tackle um, just right. kind of how it works. Uh, seeing if we got it, do we have any more here? Um, nope. Okay. Uh, and I, 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 it's Carrie, not Kari. Thanks for telling me Afton. Um, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Got to bring it up just to finish up. Tyler says, yeah. Dave caught me swooping in for the daily question. No, we're just glad you made it at all, Tyler. Uh, great yep. stuff. So I, I just think that that's I, – I hope we didn't step on it too many toes. Didn't no, want to be – especially – sorry, Andrew Wilbar. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's just the, the – Look, it, it's so easy right now. I, I liked the analogy that you gave. Let's let's try to catch ourselves, and I do it to myself a lot. Let's not go too far to Mike Greenberg. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I liked him and Golick together, because when Greenberg would start, Golick would ha haul him back and put him yeah. in check. You know, Um we need to be doing that to ourselves. Hold on. Let, let's not go too crazy or too extreme. Let's calm things down a little bit and let things move. Move. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> Sorry, Demetrius said no one said LaRaven Clark. <laughs> Good one. Go ahead. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, we just want to make sure that we're, we're, we're trying to not overdo things yet. Now, we want to get into this crazy stuff by the time we're rolling into training camp and a couple days into training camp. Then we'll have some stuff there, see, live, 
you know what? Then go for it because it's all going to play out quickly. There's too much time right now to just sit and think about it. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you just need to remind yourself something. Not every draft pick works out. Not every draft pick is ready right away. Not every free agent is going to be the best that they can be. For every Larry Foot, no, wait, I said Larry Foot, sorry. For every James Ferrier, I, can't you go. I got the wrong F linebacker. Um, the, for every James Ferrier, there is also a um, Dante Moncrief or a Ladarius Green. So think about that. You're going to get great ones. They're even better than what you expect. But if you think every free agent that comes in from the last year is going to, to do well, chances are one of them is not. Like last year, to me, I'm going to say it was Gunnar Rowe was the, was, the, was the bad one. That's the one that yeah. didn't work out because he, he lost right. his job as a kick returner. So when you remind yourself of those things, but the thing is I feel that the Steelers have done so much with their roster that if, that if you have a draft pick that doesn't work out, you know, let's say you have someone like a Cal, Calvin Austin third that doesn't see the field at all this year. If you have a uh, have one of your free agents that doesn't quite work out, that I'm hoping it's not an inside linebacker because they're not bare, you know, they're kind of thin there. So that's why it's concerning. But remind yourself that not everything's gonna it's not all sunshine and rainbows, not everything's gonna work out perfectly. It's not, but it's not all gonna be terrible. It's gonna land somewhere in the middle. And the closer you can get to that working out better is what's gonna make this team um Really step forward. Someone asked, it might have been Steelers Freak earlier, said, what would you call a successful season this year for the Steelers? I'm like, I want improvement from last year. They finished nine and eight. I want to see them. I want to see them take that step to, to am I saying it's it's Super Bowl or bust this year? No. I want to be able to say Super Bowl or bust next year based on the jump they made this year. That's yeah. that's what I want. I want them to get to a point that I am talking Super Bowl next year. And who knows? Maybe even this year we get pleasantly surprised. All right. Make sure you're following all our all our podcasts, checking them out. Uh, got some good stuff. Uh, might be a little bit of change up tomorrow night with the curtain call. Um, we'll, we'll see what we have in store there. Uh, sorry, I, I, there's there's no Steelers Vertex article this week for those of you who like to check those out because uh, uh, Jeffrey's away. Ooh, but other than that, we're... Yeah, he's DB in your neck of the woods. DB hanging in my <laughs> neck of the woods. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check that out. And like I said, make sure you're checking out behindthestillcurtain.com because, yes, that website still exists. We do have a great community, even though some of the stuff we pulled from tonight was from people that, that stay stuff there. But you know what? That's who we are. We're fans. We react. But sometimes we have to remember to put ourselves in check a little bit. Rich, what do you want to say to close us out here tonight? Hey, you know, um, it was exciting to see OTAs kick off today. Uh, they'll be going on here for a little while, um, which to me is fantastic because it just means we're getting to actually see little clips of guys out on the field and doing things, and we're hearing from the players just just a whole different level of interaction with the Steelers. So, you know, we'll we'll be back next week. We'll probably have a little more from OTAs we'll get to talk about, and I can't wait. Wait. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.